Hello peeps, welcome to I Am Enough podcast and today I want to present you Hannah Kristall and I'm smiling like my heart is melting if you're watching me and maybe you can even hear it in my voice if you're listening on Spotify or any other uh, platform to this podcast. I, I'm smiling because I just revisit all the notes and listen to the interview once again with Hannah Kristall and I just feel there are so many beautiful wisdom nuggets there. There's so much that I am excited to share with you. Um, I met Hannah recently, but I instantly connected with her. And I will share a bit the story, how we got to know each other. And I'm fucking in love with this woman. I usually am very in love with artists. And in generally, because I believe there's such and a tremendously important part for our society, for our human experience. And Hannah has been sharing about this her both mo moment of an artist, of her flow experience on stage. Um, she gave incredible advice for people who are willing to step into their artist or want to birth their artist. So um, how society and you as an individual can support you in this process, what you should pay attention to. And so much more of being this magician as an artist, of uh, finding your inner voice and more and more and more. So that's why I am so excited to share this with you and tune in, listen to this wonderful woman and enjoy and see you very soon. And we're live. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome everyone to another episode of I'm Enough podcast. And once again, I have the great pleasure to introduce you to another powerful lady, Hannah. And give you, to give you a short uh, insights how we met how I met Hannah or how we met each other is that I was really fascinated where um, at the same conference um, on women empowerment just recently ago and uh, she was performing there in the evening she's a singer she's an artist I was there for a speaking gig a small one and she approached me on Instagram and said just like yeah you're cool let's connect and <laughs> I was like oh, okay so you're performing I'll go visit your show and one of my intentions is always to keep, uh, like, make it reality, whatever I say, not to make a discrepancy. That's kind of an important principle of alignment for me. So obviously I went to her show and I listened. And you know, when you have these moments when your uh, skin is tingling and you really feel the music and the artist. And from this moment on, like I thought, well, I would love to get to know this woman a bit more. And <laughs> especially because I love artists. I love the profession of artists, no matter what. So I'm really curious about this conversation and um, to bring it also forward to all of you who are tuning in. And um, I would just say hi and welcome and give you the stage to introduce yourself. And I would love you to connect us to the question that I'm asking everyone here. What yeah. is your bullshit story that you've been telling yourself or even maybe tell yourself right now of not being enough? What's your bullshit story of I'm not enough? Hi and welcome. <laughs> Hi, thank you so much for inviting me. It's very exciting. And as you said, we just connected. And uh, yeah, I was so happy to get your uh, your call and asking about doing this. And the funny thing is, um, the, you know, come, coming straight to your question, this I am, I'm enough or the bullshit story. I really thought about it, like really a lot, you know. And um, the thing is... Um, <laughs> I think, I think, maybe I might, be, I might be lying to myself, but I have never ever been telling to myself something that was a bullshit story. I've never had any, you know, 
um, thoughts that would possibly question myself or hurt me or put me down or whatever. That's why I was thinking about it so often. And I was like, oh my God, she's going to ask me the question maybe. And I'm enough. And I'm <laughs> and the thing is, I was thinking, okay, if I am saying I don't have um, this kind of bullshit story or, you know, thoughts, then how come? And then again, I was talking to my grandmother and, you know, she's Mexican, half Italian. And I think one of the reasons that, um, that as a result, you know, I never had this in my mind was because I was told ever since I'm, ever since I was a baby, I was told by my grandmother, um, like, hey, what other people say or think about you, yeah, has nothing to do with you, should not ever concern you. It's none of your business. I was told this thing ever since I was me, you know, and my grandma, she's real strong, like really like we're all scared, you know, when, when she says, you know, when she gets like you're angry or whatever, we're like, oh my God, my grandma is speaking, you know? <laughs> so everything she says is so powerful. And imagine when you're being mini and you're listening to that things, you don't even know three, four, five, six years. You don't even know what she means, you know, because, you know, Everything that has been mean was just, you know, playing around and stuff. And, but you don't really, you don't really have, you haven't experienced this, this um, dark side yet, you know? So I think I was kind of um, protected from this, you know, because I grew up with this normality of, hey, you know, what you guys say, it's, it's none of my business. And I don't know if you know this, this quote or sentence, like um, people talking at your back, you know? And I would, I would say, hey, um, it's better you're talking my back because then I don't know, you know? <laughs> so, so those things, you know? So I think primarily this is the one reason that I never really mentally grew into this thinking. And second, um, the reason I came up with was my brother. When I was about 10 or so, um, my brother told me um hey uh, yeah because i was starting to get you know flirty and you know i'm falling in love sexual and, ooh, sexual <laughs> and my, my brother he told me hey um ah, he said hey like real boys i mean I'm, now i'm with a girl but back then he was like hey real boys um they don't care about how you look and he told me the cool boys in my school they like um, girls with personality. That's what he told me when I was 10 or so. And I think he, wa he was very serious with me because he I think he was like going, hey, boys, like, you know, cool girls, not, not pretty or whatever. And I was 10. And you know this age. I mean, we're all women, you know, from 10 till 18. This is such a, you know, the teen years and whatever. Mm, our self-confidence is so up, down, up, down, you know. So I think he told that to me at an age that where he saved those important years. And again, I was protected in those years from like huge problems, maybe, you know, that can last years and years. You know what I mean? Mm. So um, until up until I was 18 or so or 19, I never thought never seriously thought about looks I also never I never wore makeup or so that came later you know wow. later when I grew up yeah exactly when I grew Beautiful, up yeah. yeah but I, like 16 17 whatever I never had an I didn't have that ego you know I never uh, I never 
I also didn't know kind of, you know, I never looked in the mirror so often or you know what I mean? So I, I liked dressing up. I, I loved sewing clothes and those things. And I, I was already on stage, so I was performing already, but I never was like this kind of, hey, I want to be beautiful for this or I want to, you know, I never had that. Plus, um, I was, until I was 18, I was the most natural person ever, really. I, and I, I was, you know, I played basketball because I liked it. And um, of course I had my, um, I wanted, I wanted to be smart. This is one thing I remember. So I, I, I mean, I've always been reading a lot ever since I'm mini, but I, I know that I, this is one thing that I wanted. I wanted to be smart, you know? Mm-hmm. I wanted to, to, yeah, this is the one thing, but I never wanted to look good or, you know, I never especially, you know, made myself up or so. So this was really so important to me. And now that you came, you know, to ask me this, um, it really, you know, made something in me because afterwards, maybe when I was 20 or whatever, those two, three years or whatever, then I experienced, hey, what it can be to have those issues or thoughts, you know, about your body. And I had this one short moment where I compared to others, you know, because I was in a bubble, in a very safe bubble until I was 18 or so in my head, you know, very, but very, very healthy, you know. But then when you go out and study and everything, that was like, that was like, oh my God, there is a world of, of fashion and this and that, you know? And I was like, wow. Uh, so I had this moment, but it never really hit me, you know? It was very superficial. So I know what it is. And of course, I mean, we're women, we have such a high sensitivity for those, um, you know, for those problems maybe, you know? Also what society does, which is very strong, you know? So I'm I'm very conscious about it and very grateful that I, in my core essence, I'd never had this thoughts, issues or whatever, you know? So I think this is something that I also want to give to other people, especially other young, young girls who are going to experience this hard times of developing, of, you know, comparing to others, getting those information about women through media you know so yeah that's super fascinating uh one thought or one feeling that one memory that popped up when you were saying this is um that i only met another person who Mm. um who experienced something similar so it's uh, my shaman from um from Costa Rica and what of after a couple of ceremonies he was uh, sharing with us that he was living in India he's actually origin from uh, from Israel mm-hmm. um, and he was uh, a DJ there and um, mm-hmm. then uh, then started the shamanism uh, work years later and he shared shared with us that he never experienced this feeling of feeling that um, you're not good for something or that that uh, there is something lacking within you so he didn't really he understand this cognitively mm-hmm. and also felt it maybe in many aspects when others are experiencing this and this is definitely real but this is not his personal experience and i yeah. remember that the first reaction was like how can it be because it's such a vivid <laughs> part of our reality but on uh, the yes. other hand uh, i believe like life present all colors so obviously if you are experiencing this lack there are some um people on the other spectrum and what you said so really touched also and resonated with me if we are 
told from young age that we are good, like there is nothing missing. And this micro moments, as I said, would shape our personality. They are ingrained somehow in our DNA or in our, yeah. uh, our path. And um, I would really love to know because uh, when it's, it's so interesting that you're sharing these insights that you're very natural, very um, not driven what externals say. Mm-hmm. Um, and you came into a profession where there's a lot of attention, where there's a lot of uh, expression, where there's a lot of, usually how we see artists is in the media of uh, very expressive, very, um, uh, yeah, people. So um, how, how did that develop? Do you think this, uh, this, this uh, incidents helped you to choose your path in life or? Uh, I think that um, it, I mean, I've always been very expressive. I've always been very um, driven, you know, if, if you ask me, then I'm driven. And to me, those two things go so well together because, you know, um, being an artist, of, of course, what you were talking about was this, pop music you know that can be very superficial or that can be very you have to be perfect you have to look good you have to you know because you are a pop musician that's what i found so fascinating that your music is not superficial it goes very deep even though it's in the genre of pop that's what yeah yeah Yeah, it is but i mean you know what i mean i love pop music music you know i listen to it the whole time ever since i'm so small i love pop and i am pop music you know i love it love it love it and the thing is to me pop music the lyrics, you know, I also write my lyrics. The lyrics to me, um, the best thing is to have a simple, you know, a deep message in simple words. Why? Because you want to address it to everybody, you know, but, but it doesn't mean that you have to be stupid or that, you know, the message has to be stupid or the words have to be stupid, but it, it, it's simple. And the thing is, you know, I did, um, I studied philosophy and the thing is, that's what you also do in philosophy. You put um complex stuff into very easy words why because so everybody understands it you know so to me actually pop music is some philosophical thing you know put it into easy words so this is my access to pop music pop music to me is not superficial at all you know plus then and i think this is a personality thing i've always been very expressive now i like putting on makeup and stuff because i just like it you know i like my rings and stuff but for me it's fun i like my leather jackets i like you know my shirts with messages and whatever you know but this is just me i'm very playful and stuff you know so this is just a coincidence you know if i maybe had another character or personality maybe i would be i don't know punk or rock or some you know what i mean if i but to me you know it's fine i love pop music i love the style so it's good you know it's uh it's 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 a culture that i live you know it's pop culture Mm, kind of you know beautiful yeah so to me that goes together you know and Mm -hmm. And what what are, what messages are important to you? What messages do you want to spread? What do you connect and want to give to other people? The messages, the main messages. I mean, you know that my first record is called Lady Mechanic, and as you can all, you know, Lady Mechanic is a strong woman. Um, she actually really uh, lives. You know, she is really a lady mechanic. Yeah, in Nigeria, and she has a she has her own business. So. She inspired me a lot. And when I saw her documentary, I was like, oh my God, I love her so much and she's great. And I got inspired so much. And then I just loved this, this, you know, this term lady mechanic, you know? So um, definitely all this, um, I would say everything 
that is um, about human beings finding their strength is something that I just love to talk about, to think about, and also to feel it in myself, you know, because I love, I love when I, I am motivated. I love when I feel this drive, you know, this, and I'm very expressive in the same way. So, you know, and all sums up to being on stage and feeling this, you know, 10 times um, stronger because you have to give it to other people, you know, you have to, so they can connect and resonate with that, you know. So this is one thing that I, I love and is a huge message to people um, find the strength in themselves. Because it's very I, powerful, yeah. It, it's, and it's absolutely necessity for everybody, I think, to have a really happy um, life and what I, you know, living people's potentials, you know, because, you know, once we step into life, we have, we go through so many phases, you know, first, you know, we have this one big thing, this is um, our education, you know, and you know how it is, once you step out of your home, once you experience the world, you know, and, and have more freedom also to think, you know, then you start choosing, okay, wow, what, what's useful, also, what from my family um, culture and tradition, what is mine, what is not so mine, maybe, you know, so I, I personally, I grew up in a very religious surrounding. You know, my mom is Mexican, my dad Polish. You know, couldn't be more religious. Wonderful mix. It's a fantastic mix. Very strong. <laughs> yeah. But turned out I'm not religious. You know, I, I, it just turned out. And I, I kind of knew it ever since I was mini. I knew it. I mean, I, the first conscious thought about I think I'm not religious was when I was 10 or 11. That was when I had to go to a priest to um, tell him my sins, you know? And I was, I guess, kind of rational um, enough at that age to, to say, hey man, first of all, I don't know you. And then second, I'm 10. What, 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 what sins, you know? And then I don't trust you. And then I had to do it. I came up with some mini scenes, whatever, you know, just fantasized. And then I went in and I told him the sins. And then he told me, as a result, he told me to pray five or four Maria, Ave Maria and, and, and Fata Unza, you know? And I was like, hey, man, that cannot be the answer to what I just told you, you know? So I, it doesn't align with my thinking, <laughs> you know what I mean? So if I did something wrong, first of all, I hate to feel this in myself that somebody tells me I did something wrong, you know? Because either, either you tell me, hey, um, Hannah, think about it, what you did it hurts somebody or whatever. Then you explain it to me, but you don't make me feel bad. You know, you don't push me into the dirt and make me a little sinner. You know what I mean? And I, I hated this so much about, you know, and then I, I knew, ah, I'm, I'm not a religious, you know, I don't feel this thing. And then um, I like this concept um, of God and of, I know a lot of religious people who feel so, um, you know, so warm also the community and stuff. And I think that I'm just, this is also very typically artist, I think, but I'm a, I'm a loner, you know? I feel good being alone and I don't especially need so much, you know? Emotional, I'm fine. And uh, yeah, so, so I knew, okay, this is um, not for me. So what I was saying was we go through so many steps in life and there's one thing that I've always had and that I think is so precious and not everybody gets, you know, gets to know is this, this mini core, you know, we always have this, this essence, this essence, exactly. Also, maybe another word for it is guts instinct, you know, um, and instinct, there is not one instinct. 
there's a lot of instincts, like there is a lot of realities, like there is a lot of truths, you know? So instinct or gut or, or truth is always about yourself. What is good for me? You know, what resonates with me? What is my own reality? What fits me, you know? So, and I think it's so important to get to know this, you know, like to know and to feel instantly, hey, this is right for me. You know, do you have um, a special tip, especially maybe for, for artists or emerging artists, how if, if you're struggling to find this gut instinct or this voice of this essence, do you have any suggestions what a person could do listening now, tuning in or something that you personally do? Mm, I Well, it's a good question. The thing is, um, this, it has something to do with being honest to yourself. And this is, I think, something that not many people are being honest to yourself because it's the first step. Being honest to other people, like telling other people certain th truths is also difficult, you know, especially when it's, you know, hurtful or difficult or it kind of, you know, um, superficially puts you away from people who love you or so, you know, it can be difficult. But being honest to yourself is, is very important. And I think that everybody actually um, knows what's good for yourself and know also for artists and whatever and i think that everybody knows where should i go but that people are not honest so honest mm. with themselves so the the answer to this is um be courageous be bold just do it you know because the strongest thing that that i have or this is as i always say my kick-ass quote you know it always share your kick-ass quote okay. yes <laughs> no it's 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 actually just a, a thought that drives me crazy sometimes but it's you know imagine everything you will ever um experience will happen in this one life you know what i mean disregarding of the fact if you believe other lives whatever our conscience is now and everything you will ever do achieve and experience will happen in this life so this is something with hey don't bullshit you know it's serious kind of you know so don't and bullshit means don't tell you lies you know at least be honest to yourself so you know and this kicks me out completely you know because i mean what for live a life um full of lies or lying to yourself or others you know but what for i mean it's one it's one life you have now so this is something that i say hey it's kind of a cure and um, when you don't know or when you don't when you are not sure um what it is then it's actually you know it's those little things um it's things that ground you you know it's things where you're calm it's things that give you a positive feeling some people you know I, I feel it when I'm on stage, of course. I also feel it when I write music. I feel it when I write diaries. I feel it when I'm sitting alone here, for example, in my balcony and um, read, you know. I also feel it when I go out, um, make sports. So this is something, you know, and it's, it's, it's an empowering feeling, but still very, very calm, you know. Mm -hmm. Like I absolutely know what you mean and it can happen in so many different things for me it feels like a so, sort of connection a very very strong deep connection and mm. which goes a bit beyond 
like you know the interpretation it doesn't really even matter if you call whatever you call it right mm-hmm. Pachamama, god or uh, something source this is all then again labels which are created by your mind the you know. only thing that matters is you feel it you feel it when you're there you're feeling yeah. when you're yeah. centered and you're feeling you're feeling uh with when when you're connected so to say totally, um, yeah. One thing that you shared uh, before which I found uh, super interesting, uh, maybe you uh, would love to learn a bit more from you on that. You said when you're on stage mm-hmm. is that um, there's this relationship between you and the audience and it's a relationship of this giving and receiving and multiplying this energy which you're playing. So mm-hmm. um, how is this experience for you? And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe just how is this experience for you? I would love to learn a bit more on that. Yeah, it's very it's it's a very intense experience, you know. Being on stage is and no matter if there are a lot of people or just five, you know, it's always the same thing. Um it feels like um it's it feels like another level of conscience. I don't know. Sometimes when I'm on stage I feel like um hey, I can see your thoughts. I mean it it, it sounds weird, but you know, I, I feel the people you know, who are sitting there and watching me. And it's like, I, I, I get to connect with everybody. And I, I always look in people's eyes, you know, and, and I love to connect with them. And I feel if they're present or not so much. I feel also if they are now with certain other songs, you know, if, if they drive away, whatever, you know. So it's really, and um, it gives me so much because... Um, it's like for every different song, every person reacts um, differently. And this is, um, let's maybe say it in a very unromantic way. It's information, you know, those dream, those feel something um, that hurts them maybe, you know, or, you know, they think about something that might hurt them, love songs or whatever, you know, some just are happy with the same song, you know? So with one song, you have so many different reactions, you know, and I, you know, I, I kind of inhale it, you know, and I was like, I was like, hey, more, more, more. And it's so interesting for me to see the people react, you know, plus then again, what I always try to do, um, which is even again to your question with these messages, you know, um, I always, um, I, I, if it's, it, it's good, if you um, leave people um, with a feeling of, hey, I feel good now, you know, so this is, I think, the main thing about myself. Also, like as a human being, I think I, I, I do the same thing or I have the same thing when I just meet up with friends and whatever, you know, because I like it. I like being positive and, and it doesn't mean that I'm not having negative stuff or whatever, but I'm just, you know, at least hopeful or at least, you know what I mean? So on stage, this multiplies so much because you have so many people resonating to what you do, you know, and I'm just one person kind of, you know, so they give everything to me and me again, I get richer because I get um, kind of all of the spectrum of their emotions, you know, I I inhale it kind of and I give it back to them, you know, so it mm. makes me always richer sometimes, somehow. It's very difficult to explain, but... I know it's a very difficult task I did, yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah. And I, I understand that there's, and that's, I think, the most thing that we confuse as humans, like, one thing is describing something, and even though you're describing, it will never match what the actual experience is, so the yeah. only way to understand this is to experience it. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. 
absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But I can resonate what you're saying. Like when I'm on station doing some workshop, there is kind of this, you're as if you're opening up like this yeah. container and you're really feeling everything what's going on in the, in the, yeah. um, it's, it's, and it's not explicable by the mind. So your mind is off. Like you're just here and doing your thing and yeah. you're in a relationship with others and it's a dance. Somehow that feels, and we're both like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. push lifting each other kind of higher, higher up. So I, I like from this side, I'm feeling it. Uh, what you're yeah. what you're saying and it's super interesting mm-hmm. um, yeah. Hannah how did you start like do you remember the first first time you were on stage or had this um, idea formed in your mind that you might be an artist and you would like to go in this direction how mm-hmm. how I'm asking specifically because there are so many uh, people who would love from the core of their being to be an artist but mm-hmm. then again, so many bullshit ideas stops them from not being there. So I'm just one, wondering, how was it for you? Mm. Well, um, it was not a conscious decision. You know, um, you can only decide later, am I going to go this path or not? But I, I exactly know um, kind of the, the birth moment of, my, of me being an artist. It's such a beautiful yeah. birth moment of, of, of an artist. Beautiful. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, you know, the thing is, mm, artists kind of, um, kind of art, the, the, the work or job of an artist is either translating the world, how you perceive the world, how you perceive your emotions into something visible through ears, eyes, whatever, touchable, whatever, you know, this is, we're translators kind of, you know, so me, um, it goes through the voice, through the songs, and of course, through the lyrics, you know, so it's multiple, but the thing is, um, an artists often have, um, have a huge inner life, I have, and I also have, um, there are similarities, many artists, and I, I'm not, I don't think that all artists have to suffer, you know, but, it's just the fact that a lot of artists do suffer or have this moment of huge suffering and had kind of an inability to speak or talk about it like consciously because they were maybe so young. So they had to, you know, develop something that would help them um, translate those thoughts or whatever they had to go through into something, um, into something touchable, visible, you know? So for me, it was definitely um for me it was it, it was back when i was 10 and my my parents got divorced and i was i was daddy's girl you know i was so i mean we were like my brother was my mom and me i was my dad you know also all the time together my dad is a musician and you know we were like intuitively you know together it was yeah very strong and um when my parents divorced unfortunately i didn't get to see him um a lot anymore and i was you know a very important age so um it was a for me it was emotionally and just generally a huge loss it felt like hey he's gone and he, he was gone for a time you know and i completely um closed myself up you know i was not I think I was not the same person or the person I would have been when he would have been there for me, you know? So what happened when I was 10, 
11 and onwards was until I was 16, I was a very, very private person. Um, um, you know, reading and writing a lot. I spent like 80% of the time um, reading books and writing diaries. It was the, the main thing of my whole existence was writing down my thoughts, you know? And when I was elf, I started 11, I was, um, I started writing songs. And this is the, I know that this mixture of music, uh, music was always a thing for me, you know, but I think that this, this crucial moment that, that life made me an artist and opened up this, this possibility was exactly when my dad was gone. And I really, I suffered like actively for six or seven years and um, music was the only way the only way that that I could connect to the world, you know, and this is it started when I was 10, 11, 10, well, 11, I wrote the first songs and 10, this moment, you know, was like when I was completely broken. And um, I mean, now I'm fine, of course, but everything sums up to this moment. And I also think that, um, I mean, I think everybody can be an artist and, but there is no manual. Um, there is not something that you can say or look up, especially being an artist, you know what I mean? Because this is something so, that has so much to do with um, emotions and, and like talking for myself. Um, I, because you said, okay, I mean, I don't even have the choice, you know, because I could not, um, I could not not be this person, you know, mm. whatever I do, I had jobs and I have jobs and whatever to earn money, but I am an artist, punto, you know, <laughs> it's, 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 I don't feel like it is a choice. Yeah. I don't feel like it is like I go to university and what am I going to do, you know? So for me, being an artist is something that maybe the only thing, thing that I feel or experience that I'm saying, this was not consciously this was not in my hands because i'm i'm a huge you know i'm a woman who says hey everything is in your hands your whole future is in your hands every decision is in your hands you have to do it you know you have to think about it and do that job but this thing for me being an artist this was not a conscious decision and i know where it comes from i know my roots my artistic roots you know and um and it's not something you choose you know but if it chooses somehow you it exactly right? yeah it, exactly and this is it's funny for me to say because um i still don't know how um how to deal with this you know because i always say everything is your choice everything you know what i mean but i think there is there is no solution to dealing with it it's like yes. like in german i say sowohl als auch in english means uh, it Either is this and uh, and the other thing, it's not either or. Mm -hmm. And we're, I think, so used to thinking this, this, it must be this or it must be that. Mm -hmm. um, totally. It, and, I, and I really connect to what you said, like it is, mm -hmm. it is in your hands, it is your choice. And somehow yeah. there are moments which are not your choice. And the only choice that you maybe have in this moment is to allow it to happen and to express whatever is given to you. Hmm. Yeah. I really want to thank you so much for this really touching moment. I had to, um, I, I, I'm not sure if the camera can see it, but it uh, really touched my heart and had some, some wet eyes when you were sharing this birth moment because um, it reminded me, and this is often that we see when, 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 when artists are displaying their heart, 
that somehow this translation of their suffering is coming through yeah and it's a process also of healing um which continues and not only healing it feels like you know you feel the heart of somebody all this joy like the same capacity of feeling the pain you can experience the joy somehow that's that's how i don't know if it makes sense but it feels like you feel the whole richness of the heart uh, basically translated yeah definitely yeah yeah um what i'm I'm wondering um because literally like i why do you think and maybe not why do you think but uh, just generally your thoughts on what can we do as a society there are so many artists that we have that are struggling right and for me personally I think being an artist it's one of the uh, most prestigious professions that you can have similar as educators like our teachers are not getting paid enough etc they shape the life of our next generation and similarly like i think artists are like magicians who are helping to translate something which you cannot explain into a form it's really like healing it's opening up and connecting Mm-hmm. and yet we still live in a reality where so many struggle financially so many struggle um, um, uh, with hearing this voice uh, from society from the social construct um, do something real you know what I mean uh, with, with uh, quotation marks uh, so it's kind of make a serious job choice and I'm saying this because my I have two sisters and one of my sister is an artist herself and I remember specifically like um, the whole process of you know, should I, she, she started studying with me at the VU Econ, uh, business and economics, whereas her heart was completely somewhere else. And only after a couple of months, then later she moved to New York and kickstarted her, her birthing, um, birthing artist car- career. I mean, she was an artist or like she was into musician way before, but, um, so, so I feel ex- exactly what you're saying, all this society bombarding you with this messages. So what can we do? I think that's is, this is my question. Let's say, what can we do, and why do you think we do not value artists so much in our society, and how can we change this? I think we don't value artists so much because um, economy is the word, you know, because it doesn't have a direct value for, and it has zero economic um, economic value, you know, so we live in a in capitalism times you know everything is money everything is um it's like we see now i was asking myself the question now that we have corona and that you know people had to stop working you know what now i was like okay who is directly suffering i mean of course we need the whole system to flow you know and our currency is money so you will never get you know steps back you know or maybe you can but i haven't thought that far and um, so the thing is, we are we're a capitalist society, and um, and economy is 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 just the god, you know. So I think that this is why we don't value artists because it doesn't have a direct value to you know bring us money, only when you're up there, you know. So um, still, I think um, we have to talk more about it and just be louder. You know, in terms of, hey, like, for example, for now, imagine Corona without artists. It's impossible. You would get crazy. Imagine it without literature, without music, without painting, you know, without all of the spectrum of artistic being, you know, people would get crazy. 
So I really think um, it, artists don't get enough credit for not just for what they do, because we're, you know, it's not about being egoistic, but it's about um, the message we're giving people. It's never about ourselves. It's always about the message, you know? So um, there, I think what we can do, and this is something you have to take the responsibility for that. Um, you have to make it, uh, you have to talk about it. You have to really try on a political level to get something out, you know, like now. How do artists survive? Because we have, we artists have a, a fight on our own kind of, you know, we all, if we want to live from it, we have to really be badass and kicking ass. You know, it's not easy. Artists have the hardest job because we're quite aware if I don't do it, nobody's interested, you know, nobody's going to ask me, nobody's going to, you know, so it, for a very long time, you have to be pushing the thing yourself you know, and being the, the first person believing in yourself because nobody, you know, nobody else is going to do it until you're up there, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, what artists can and should do is take the responsibility first for themselves, you know, um, also in a way of thinking um, for artists, the first question is how will I survive until I get where I want to be? And this is, either a fa financial question or a question, you know, kind of where will I live? How, what are the costs, the month monthly costs, you know? So you have a lot of, am I staying with my parents or my mom or my dad, or do I have friends who would let me, you know what I mean? So the mm -hmm. first thing is how will I survive for years, you know, until That's I get. It's a very what, important decision and question to ask oneself if you're really committed, right? this is one thing i can tell every artist hey if you want to be an artist no matter where or what you know what are you doing um we have to be realistic our job we get our you know separated from the real world kind of you know we have if we're not realistic you drown kind of you know so you have to be kind of you know splitting your your your, your creative brain and the rational brain putting it to work creating the magic and still like finding a way of how to to not ignore reality of finance of materials exactly and this takes time this is this takes time and this is um i mean i didn't have it you know when i was when i was 14 i remember six now was very idealistic you know but then then you just um it doesn't work for the majority you know if if you don't have parents, you know, in, injecting the money or whatever, you know, if you're really kind of on your own, you have to be realistic and you have to, you have to work a lot, you know, but then again, like, for example, um, now, um, I think also it's very, very, very important to um, not lose the connection to um, not what are you doing, but why are you doing it? And all sums up to the message. Do you have something, you know, and so this is something, if you know why you're doing it, you will always have the energy to do it, you know, mm. and in combination with, um, with um, be realistic about your situation. This is very important. And only then I think you can change something in a way that's really long-term, you know, because, um, it, it is a responsibility and if you, it's also your job. When, when you want people to take you seriously, it's your job, you know? It's unless I find a way to tell the others why I 
um, should be taken seriously, they won't do it on themselves. It's my job again. And I think this is an important basis to, again, talk about it. Hey, guys, do you actually know that what we are doing here is actually, as you say, it has not just healing power, but is an essential thing. You know, it's, it's an essential thing. For um, human experience. Exactly, exactly. And, and, and for the uh, emotional history, you know, and for so many other things, you know. But again, it's, 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 it's not that easy, you know. And, um, but yeah, what we are doing, what we are accumulating is this knowledge, you know, of human experience. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much. There are so many um, beautiful messages and uh, I just, um, yeah, mm, I very much resonate with w what you say. And um, I think it's very, very um, beautiful coming also from you and uh, sharing this also hopefully with more people who are tuning in and maybe have a simple desire to start a career to understand what it takes. And maybe this helps you a bit to, to, um, understand that you are magicians and doing an important part here and not uh, like uh, believing sometimes the lies that it's not important. Um, I would love to, to, um, to cut, to close, to close our beautiful chat conversation. I feel already like we could talk for ages and probably yeah. we will. So, but you know, and, um, I'm asking you again the same question I'm asking everyone and I find reflections on death are very powerful because they remind you a lot about how to live. So uh, the question goes as follows. If you would die next week, what would you regret not sharing with your fellow brothers and sisters across the globe? Or put it differently, what would be one message that you would like to share with um, your fellow brothers and sisters of humanity basically? Hmm. Well, if, if I died next week, I would probably really, it would sum up into this. Um, I would love people to be conscious about the fact that everything, as I told you before, that we are going through will happen in this one life, you know, and yet you have to use it. Um, you don't have to, you never have to do anything, but that it's worth it to use this one life. If you dream something, do it, you know. Don't just dream about it, but do it, live it. Because living the things has a very, very special thing. So I think if you, um, and also to your question, I think that if people start realizing their dreams that we get, we're living in a more healthy society. Yeah. Um, the most important thing to myself is um, be true to yourself, find your inner voice, yeah um look, find a way it doesn't have to be loud but find a way to be courageous and bold because you need it if you want to realize things and never forget that you have this one life to realize everything what you really want to realize yeah and um exactly in order to live a life um a happy life you have to find your own potential and as, as we always say your own superpower you know so this one thing that makes you special makes you feel good and makes you mm, strong and that others also kind of maybe love in you you know 
So something that you share and that's your core essence. Find this one thing and build your life around it. And this is to me the one thing that will make you a happy life because I think, I think being happy, having a peace of mind is one of the most precious things to ever experience. And I think peace of mind is something when you have this, when you reach this point, you know, life can just be beautiful, whatever comes, you know. And also because I've heard it a lot, being positive is not about being happy all the time, but it's about knowing that you can manage every situation and that you're strong enough to endure every situation. Wow, that was quite, especially the last sentence, I felt that like my heart like woo, was vibrating, <laughs> like a, like a mic, mic drop, like, you know, when you're going <laughs> off stage and it's the last bit of, of, of inspirational energy. <laughs> So thank you so much, um, Hannah. It was a um, beautiful pleasure. I uh, really enjoyed this, this, this talk with you. I enjoyed the birds at the back who are like uh, contributing with uh, uh, like, uh, like a small... Exactly, exactly. Thank you so much for, for, for taking this time. Thank you so much for opening your heart and sharing a bit of your journey. And it has been really insightful. And again... I love artists. I think art is such a powerful technology and that's why it's such a great pleasure also to get to know uh, the inner life of, 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 of artists to see how we can also uncover a bit maybe our own artists. We're all bit artists somewhere. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we are. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So for everyone who is tuning in, I'm um, recommending to check out this uh, kick-ass woman and connect to her. You will find all the links in the description uh, to her beautiful music. She's on YouTube, uh, so you can listen to her sounds. I did recently uh, get some goosebumps on my skin. So Aww. if you want some inspirational pop music, that's the lady to look there. <laughs> and so thank you once again. And um, everyone who is listening, thank you also. And yeah enjoy enjoy yourself and talk to you soon thank you so much alice and everybody yeah be good and have a good time <laughs> be good and have a good time <laughs> Bye. <Yeah. laughs>